Hi everybody, welcome to this episode of the Heart Podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by the new Editor-in-Chief of Heart, Professor Kazem Rahimi from the University of Oxford. We have a discussion about Kazem's career so far, what made him and encouraged him to apply for the role of Editor-in-Chief, and also his plans for the journal in the future. I hope you enjoy the episode and please feel free to share the details of the episode on social media. It really does help us to reach new listeners. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Professor Rahimi, for joining me today on this episode of the Heart Podcast. Um, it's a real pleasure to chat to you very early on in your editorial uh, career at Heart. Maybe we can start off by having you introduce yourself. Um, who are you? What do you do? And where do you work? Thanks, you, James, for having me here. Um, yes, these are early days um, as the new editor-in-chief of the Heart. So I'm a cardiologist and my official title is Professor of Cardiovascular Medicine and Population Health at the University of Oxford. So spend some of my time running a clinic in, in heart failure, but most of my time is spending um, research. Um, I lead a research group called Deep Medicine. And in terms of what we do or what we have been doing, as uh, my title um, implies, much of the focus is on population health in cardiovascular domain. Um, so with the background training in epidemiology and clinical trials, a lot of it emphasis has been going in that direction, the traditional population-based research um, of drug trials and non-drug interventions in this field, as well as epidemiological studies. If you like, clinically, um, the focus of our work has been mainly on um, heart failure, atrial fibrillation, hypertension, but also um, increasingly less disease-specific, given that many of those conditions and other conditions interrelate in the form of multimorbidity and with the new tools um, of more complex modeling and machine learning, you can better incorporate that the interaction of some of those conditions and risk factors. So, so some of the focus has been going in that area. So in a nutshell, that is, in a sense, um, the, the focus of um, my own work um, in research. But of course, now I've got this now new role of um, editor-in-chief as well. And let's just wind back the clock a little bit. Where did you, where did you do your medical training and, and what kind of roles have you had up uh, to your role at Oxford? Yeah, I uh, trained in um, Germany, in Leipzig, um, went to medical school and um, I always thought I'm going to become a sort of a general physician um, because, you know, when we go through medical school, we think, you know, the, the thing that excites us is making an impact on people's lives. And I thought that is what I want to do. Um, ended up in the Leipzig Heart Center that is um, a specialist center um, in cardiovascular medicine and quite like that and started doing some research and gradually got excited about doing research. And um, I don't know how about you, but uh, for me, you know, the, the, the things that excites me over time keeps changing. You know, you're in a phase, you think that's it. And then after a while, just saying, is there something else? Right. And what motivated me is to just make an impact. And I felt that um, this is probably best done through research because um, this is where you could um, uh, make a positive change in, to policy or clinical care at a wider scale. So, um, you know, as a sort of junior doctor, I came to the UK initially to London um, and um, 
tried to just essentially take out uh, cardiology at that period and focus on general medicine. I quite like that because I'd done some training in the United States and that um, more, um, if you like, diverse set of training of um, general uh, medicine is what attracted me. Um, so um, did general medicine and went through the training uh, model of the UK. But uh, from then onwards, I felt that you know, I, it is the research that I need to focus on. I came to Oxford and I've been in Oxford now um, for about 17 years. So I went through training of clinical trials and epidemiology and and research and as well as clinical care. So that is probably roughly the trajectory and um, uh, of relevance probably to this role. Um, I have been also involved in editorial positions with Plus Medicine as well as Heart as Associate Editor. So some exposure to it. Um, and um, some, you know, wider national roles, but not as an editor in chief, which is entirely new. And what was it, Kazem, that attracted you to apply for the editor in chief role at Heart? Uh, that's an interesting question. I mean, um, as I explained earlier, what drives me is making an impact and how you decide where you could have the best influence um, changes over time um, in one's career. So I had some experience with uh, editorial work. So when the call came about applying for this position, um, I felt that this could be a great opportunity of making even, even a greater impact um, by influencing what kind of papers get published, how did they reach the, the community. Um, of course, a component of that is training and education, how you can influence that. Um, so if you like, a bit this is a bit like going to a major conference and uh, every week you get exposed um, to new research that you would not have yourself thought of um, and you have to make a decision and through that you learn so part of it is just essentially uh, serving the community and part of it is entirely selfish and trying to learn and you know through that get an inspiration uh, perfect. And what have you got planned for Heart? You've you've written a a very lucid editorial which uh, is open access, and I'll I'll put links in the show notes so everybody can go and read that. But just in brief, what are the sort of big ticket items that you've got um, on your, in your workspace for the next few years? Um, yeah, I mean, first as I say, you know, uh, I'm starting at a point taking over from um, the predecessors, in particular Catherine Otto, was made a. a in a huge impact on journal and heart itself is of course one of the most eminent cardiovascular journals in in the world um so i'm starting from an excellent basis um and the overall goal for the journal and the editorial team is um to increase even the impact of the journal even further so this is where we are going and um of course the if you like the customers of the journal that we deal with are scientists who decide to submit the work to us so we want predominantly to improve the experience that the researchers have with the journal um, and help them once they get into the second stage of the the, the the paper revision to help them to improve the quality of the work so that it reaches a wider audience and it makes a bigger impact um, so this is essentially the, the, the focus on uh, the, the original research, 
Um, but of course, there are a category of papers that we commission um, on education and reviews. Uh, we want to just make them even more influential, uh, have more of those, um, and make sure that um, this is a journal that people can refer to as a source of the best evidence um, to make the best clinical decisions as well as policy decisions. And one of the things you talk about actually first in the editorial is something that I think many of us who who write research papers will will be happy with the fact that you're not going to emphasize for during an initial submission the sort of formatting and these elements that can be quite frustrating for authors if you're rejected from one journal and you want to resubmit somewhere else you often spend an inordinate amount of time uh, redoing figures and tables and uh, styles and references and this is going to be less of an issue during your first submission to heart can you talk a little bit about the inspiration for that i presume it's from for again from a selfish reason that, that you've experienced this as well of reformatting papers many times yeah yeah that's a great question is of course partly um from a uh, personal perspective speaking to the team um who submit those papers and experience but also i've started engaging with a number of people um since i have taken the role about how what the experience has been in submitting the paper in particular to the heart. And this is a recurrent feedback that I have received that many feel that, you know, once they get to that stage, it is, um, people perceive it as a, a major burden to spend a few hours, sometimes a couple of days to right. just want to be fully compliant with that editing. And of course, for us um, to decide whether the paper is relevant to us or not, we tend to just make a quick decision as, a, as an editorial board where a, a, a substantial fraction of the papers get uh, rejected at the initial stage because they're out of scope or um, not the, uh, relevant to us. And this is, you know, the, the, it can be quite frustrating um, for uh, people submitting the paper to have to do all the formatting to just get a quick decision. Um, so in that sense, of course, it makes sense to just be um, less strict about the formatting requirements in the initial stage and trying to just assess the papers based on their merit in terms of science and in terms of quality. Um, and once they are considered further, um, to just be more specific about those. And um, of course, one of the other advantages of being part of Heart is this is uh, partly owned by BMJ Publishing, and we have an excellent team of uh, editorial team who do the editing of those work. And in fact, um, the whole BMJ Publishing is considering that as a whole, um, and there are pilot stages of thinking whether that step of initial um, technical editorial check could be essentially reduced or abandoned and move to the second stage, which I certainly welcome. Of course, this is still experiment. We have to see how it works. Right. Uh, but the intention is to serve the, the, the authors, the scientists who submit the paper um, and not to create yet another step, another hurdle for them to just um, get the paper to the stage of being assessed by scientists or by the editorial board. I guess there's going to have to be some controls because you clearly don't want people submitting 25,000 word essays uh you know sort of poorly written and put together and the message of the paper is lost but uh, i think most people would welcome a slight relaxation on insistence on exact word counts and styles 
at that really early stage, as you say. No, absolutely. I mean, there is, I think there is a common sense here. Right. Um, you know, some rough guidance would be provided for those, but we, would, we won't go to sort of a detailed element of the exact sort of structuring. I mean, things that people have provided the feedback to is, you know, for instance, the structure of the abstract or the structure of the paper or the, or the way um, certain sections are being um, labeled or certain checkboxes that they need to just um, complete for the work. And I think those things we can be more relaxed about, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it, it could be a book that is submitted without any summary and um, they expect that we will do the assessment for them. I mean, but I don't think that this is an issue. This, As I said, this is a feedback from scientists who submit the paper to them. I don't think this is really the, the concern yeah. um, that, that they have. And the second thing you mentioned is expanding the editorial board for thematic and geographical diversity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, with respect to your plans for heart? Yes, I mean, generally, I mean, the scientific field is um, quite an exciting, we're in a quite exciting time where a lot of things are changing. And one of the things that we observe is that with the change in population structure, with the change in funding structure, um, the a lot of the exciting work is going to in the future come from other parts of the world than uh, Europe and North America. And as a global journal, we need to be really prepared for this. And we need to just work with scientists in other parts of the world in the global south um, to attract the best best research and to promote them. Um, this is exciting because, of course, the problems that we tend to look at through our lens do not apply to everywhere. Um, and so what we are trying to do, and we have started doing it already, to have a, a truly global um, editorial board team um, that brings people from other parts of the world. We have already uh, new members of the editorial board from um, Africa, from China, and um, from other parts of Asia. That will expand, certainly. Um, so this is what we're going to do. And the second related um, change that I see is um, that the data-driven approaches to research whether this is for environmental health or whether this is for precision medicine, um, are essentially making huge advances in research in general, but in cardiovascular disease uh, in particular. And there, there's an opportunity for us here um, to, again, be prepared for it and, and um, actively um, attract such work for the journal and have, got, have, of course, the team to be able to make a judgment on those. So these are essentially... At the current stage, the two major trends um, that we will um, actively um, incorporate into the way the editorial board is uh, working and considering uh, the papers. And just a couple of final points. You talk also about balancing the publication of original research with expert documents and maybe inviting people uh, to provide commentaries on controversial topics uh, in cardiology. Can you expand a little bit on that for the audience so we know what to expect? Yes. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, sort of we've got two types of papers that we publish in the journal. One of them are really original scientific work, and we spend quite a bit of time talking about them. But one of the journal's priorities is also to teach and educate and also set the scene for where the research is going or should be going. And um, also, you know, of course, the, as a cardiovascular community, um, we come across policy decisions that are being taken, um, and not all of them are 
um, uncontroversial. So this is an opportunity for us to more actively working with um, experts to provide, you know, state-of-the-art reviews on topics that are relevant, promote education in that field, um, but also put, um, you know, guidelines and policy documents into perspective. And in this context, of course, working with the British Cardiovascular Society in the UK, who co-owns the journal, is quite critical in terms of thinking about, um, if you like, statements and consensus statements for areas that could inform um, decision-making. So we will see more of those in the future. We have already started commissioning a series of reviews that I'm looking forward for them to coming up in, in the coming month um, that I'm sure will be covering areas that would be of huge interest to the cardiovascular community uh, without repeating things that are perhaps covered elsewhere. Wow, that sounds like a, an excellent cliffhanger uh, to leave things on. The last thing you mentioned is, of course, uh, increasing and helping authors to improve the sort of dissemination and impact of the papers that they publish in heart. Do you want to talk a little bit about that uh, just to finish off? Yes, and that is comes um, back um, in part to what you do, James, with the podcast, but in more widely about um, our presence in the um, digital media. I mean, traditionally, um, journals have been considered as the endpoint of the research. I mean, people continue to publish the research and then they move on to the next stage. But what we see increasingly, it is a cycle. And once it gets to the sort of a submission stage, they would receive a lot of feedback from improving it. But even after publication, um, that is where a lot of the debate takes place. Um, and sometimes people think that is even more exciting. It provides more context about uh, what research entails and where it goes. And that provides a motivation for the entire research community to both raise aware awareness and dissemination of the work, but also just improve that in other areas that is going. And, and um, that is where we want to just be um, a leading journal um, with the podcast series to promote some of the, the research in that field um, in other digital um, media but also beyond that, I mean, promotion is not just in the digital format. I mean, we have already a system in place where we will award prizes for the best papers of the year, working closely with the British Cardiovascular Society. And there are other initiatives that we are thinking at the moment and that will be announced in, in due course. Um, but the principal idea is that um, we want to be part of the research community and uh, maximize impact and maximize impact means continuing with promotion of the work and the debate, scientific debate, post-publication. And this is essentially that area that we will um, uh, work more in the future. Excellent. Well, it's been brilliant to, to chat to you, Professor Rahimi. And uh, of course, we both, I'm sure, encourage people to submit their best work to heart for consideration. And we look forward to uh, seeing how the uh, journal changes and evolves over the next few years. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.